Tom Brady for Radio Zeitgeist, Not So Live, in South Austin, Texas. This is a tribute to, whenever I get told that my voice and manner reminds people of uh, Frank Zappa, I couldn't be more honored and more proud. Frank Zappa was my Elvis, said Matt Granny. Could hardly say it better. Frank Zappa, love you. You and Gail have left the simulation. I'd like to channel a bit of Frank fellow uh, Zappophiles, if you would allow. And if you don't, Frank and I don't care. Frank Zappa was indeed my Elvis. He says in one of his books, um, he was asked once, I worked to find the, the article and stick it in the cloud along with this podcast, but it was something like, Frank, you're a composer, uh, world-renowned guitar player, band leader, you publish, you dabble in movies. Well, what do they have in common? Without missing a beat, the late great Francis Zappa said, Composition, I'm a composer. Tom Freely, I'm a composer. Always honoring the best of my ability, the great American composer, Frank Zappa. The present day composer refuses to die, said Edgar Perez. Frank, this is for you and Gail on the other side. Uh, namaste, my soul honors the both of you. I wish, Frank, you hadn't been like my dad and visited the sins of adultery on your wife and your family. The boys are still fighting. Me and my brothers don't talk. My dad brought her in the house. You allegedly let yours live in the Laurel Canyon basement. Yikes. It is what it is. Tom Friedley 4. Hashtag. Radio Zeitgeist, Global Broadcasting Network. Let's love some Frank Zappa here and all his myriad persona. I'm a, I'll post this. I'm a member of a, my favorite Frank Zappa Facebook page, Dot Stein. I'd love to meet. She's, if I understand it right, Dot has milked her cred as, um, you know, I know she's massaged my boy Benny Kaliuta, my uh, my hero of drums, Benny Kaliuta, and. Uh, uh, we, there was a post like me, you know, Trump the change agent just <laughs> threw everybody a curveball. And I think I did a good job of uh, getting on a thread a few years ago on that Facebook page and, and said, listen, Frank's time was his time. He was an iconoclast. I could show you where he calls himself conservative. It's going to be part of this piece, the famous uh, early 90s uh, crossfire thing during the, during the PM, PMRC controversy. I have a, a writer friend we looked at uh, that... I haven't seen Alex Winters yet, but the one before, um, Eat That Question. Uh, my writer friend who's publisher, you see Berkeley bristled when Frank uh, just sneered at the idea of playing for the Communist Party in Germany, Poland, something like that. So, Frank Zappa, the present-day computer, computer, the present-day composer refuses to die. I honor you in all your different persona. This is to the late, great Frank Zappa. Uh, we'll do all I can to bring Dweezil and Moon for a big Austin December Zappadown promotion with my Jazz Illuminati Big Band, featuring as many of your big band tracks <coughs> as I'm able. <coughs> Dweezil's not able to afford it. I only can because of multi-million dollar uh, nascent radio contracts. Tom Freedy, follow all these hijinks, Zappa or no, at Radio underscore Tom. Instagram presence is uh, slowly coming on better. This is to you, Frank, Gail, 
Moon, Dweezil, Amet, Indiva. I loved your dad always. I hope to honor him in a way that he needs to be honored. The late great Frank Zappa on, of course. K F U K Austin. Remember the 60s, you know, that era that a lot of people, you know, have these glorious memories of, which they really weren't that great those years. But one thing that did happen during the 60s was some music of an unusual or experimental nature did get recorded and did get released. Now look at who the executives were in those companies at those times. Not hip young guys. These were cigar-chomping old guys who looked at the product that came and said, I don't know. Who knows what it is? Record it, stick it out of it, sells, all right. We were better off with those guys than we are now with the supposedly hip young executives, you know, who are making the decisions of what people should see and hear in the marketplace. These, the young guys are more conservative and more dangerous to the art form than the old guys with the cigars ever were. And you know how these young guys got in there? The old guy with a cigar one day goes, ah, well, I took a chance. It went out and we sold a few million units. All right, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Well, we got to do more of it. I need some advice. Let's get a hippie in here. So they hire a hippie. They bring in a guy with a long hair. Now, they're not going to trust him to do anything except carry coffee and bring the mail in and out. He starts in there. Let's carry the coffee. Well, we can trust him. He brought the coffee four times on time. Let's give him a real job. Okay, he becomes an A&R man. From there, you know, moving up and up and up, next thing you know, he's got his feet on the desk, and he's saying, well, we can't take a chance on this, because it's just simply, that's not what the kids really want, and I and I know. You know, and they got that attitude. And the day you get rid of that attitude and get back to, who knows, take a chance, you know, that, that entrepreneurial spirit where even if you don't like or understand what the record is that's coming in the door, the person who is in the executive chair may not be the final arbiter of taste of the entire population, you know?
but you can't look away. I make you think I'm delicious with the stuff that I say. I'm the best you can get. Have you guessed me yet? I'm the sign oozing out from your TV set. You will obey me while I lead you in the garbage that I feed you. Until the day that we don't need you, don't go for help, no one will heed you. Your mind is totally controlled, it has been stuffed into my mold, and you will do as you are told until the lights see you are sold. With her trademark chunky glasses and journalistic acumen, Rachel Maddow has been hosting The Rachel Maddow Show since 2008, turning it into one of the highest-rated programs in cable news. But while her deft political expertise and storytelling has attracted millions of diehard television viewers, she hasn't been perfect. What happens when you investigate the investigator? Here's a look at the shady side of Rachel Maddow. The Scoop That Wasn't After months of speculation about President Donald Trump's personal finances, the internet went into a frenzy on March 14, 2017, after Maddow tweeted, Breaking, we've got Trump tax returns. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. MSNBC, seriously. It seemed like the lid was about to be blown off of something. Instead, though, viewers got the biggest anticlimax in live journalism since Geraldo Rivera opened Al Capone's vault. Before the show aired, the White House announced that the documents would simply show Trump paid $38 million in taxes on an income of $150 million. And by the time Maddow got around to showing the tax forms, they had already been posted online by the Daily Beast. About the only news that was actually broken during the segment was the fact that the pages Maddow had in her possession had client copies stamped on the front, prompting her guest, journalist David K. Johnston, to suggest that Trump may have leaked the documents himself in order to get good press. Donald has a long history of leaking material about himself when he thinks it's in his interest. Whoops. She blames you. Maddow's anticlimactic presentation of Trump's tax returns stirred up some backlash against the MSNBC star, including plenty of late-night jokes. Rachel took us on an emotional roller coaster because like a roller coaster, at the end, you're right back where you started <laughs> and feeling a little queasy. But she pushed back against critics, blaming her audience for having unrealistic expectations. She told the Associated Press, because they have information about the president doesn't mean that it's necessarily a scandal. It doesn't mean that it's damning information. If other people leapt to that conclusion without me indicating that it was, that hype is external to what we did. Saving Joy Reid 
MSNBC's Joy Reid came under fire in late 2017 when a series of homophobic posts were discovered on her old blog. She apologized, calling her remarks insensitive, tone-deaf, and dumb. But in early 2018, more offensive posts emerged, and many assumed that the talk show host would likely lose her job as a result. However, she didn't, and according to some, that's due in part to support from Maddow, who tweeted, "...brains, guts, heart, and soul. Beloved Joy Reid has always been a treasured and brilliant colleague, but I've never been prouder to work with her than I am now." According to The Daily Beast, that support tipped the balance, with a former NBC producer saying, "...Maddow's blessing was the word of God that Joy Reid was safe." Friends in Low Places Roger Ailes resigned from his position as chairman and CEO of Fox News in 2016, amid multiple sexual assault allegations. After receiving $40 million to walk out the door, he joined the Donald Trump campaign. So it was a surprise when, after he passed away in 2017, one of the most heartfelt eulogies came from Maddow. During an interview with Access Hollywood, the MSNBC host said that the media mogul was a friend and mentor. Maddow stressed she didn't want to, quote, dismiss any of the serious allegations against Ailes but also wanted people to know that he had a different side to him. According to her, that was professional and supportive. It's interesting because we were always, obviously, on very different ends of the ideological spectrum. And we stayed in pretty close touch. I considered him to be a friend. That didn't go over well with many, but Maddow addressed the backlash on The Howard Stern Show, saying, there are a lot of people who are mad at me for saying anything nice about him, given the other things we learned about him before he died. I do, I'm not downplaying those things to also be able to say, listen, this is a true thing about the way he interacted with me and he was a friend. Someone give her a map. In October 2017, U.S. soldiers in Niger were ambushed by roughly 50 Islamic State militants, leaving four Green Berets dead. In response, Maddow aired a segment tying their deaths to a recent travel ban Trump had issued regarding the nation of Chad. Chad, you see, is actually a U.S. partner in counterterrorism and had a number of troops stationed in Niger. After the travel ban, though, they pulled their troops out. Critics claim there were a couple major problems with Maddow's theory, though. First, there was no evidence that Chad's decision was directly related to the travel ban. And more importantly, the Chad troops were fighting a different terrorist group, Boko Haram, clear on the other side of the country from where the Green Berets were killed. Needless to say, political analysts in the media were taken aback by Maddow's assertions, with Willa Frey writing on the Huffington Post, Maddow's theory was so flimsy that it could be debunked by a quick glance at a map. Her Reddit AMA was a bust. Finally, perhaps Maddow's biggest scandal of all came in 2013, when her Reddit Ask Me Anything was panned by some members of the internet community because she didn't answer enough political questions for their taste. The session was so poorly received that an MSNBC spokesperson released a statement defending it. Rachel addressed a variety of topics from the Reddit community, including the war in Afghanistan, Ron and Rand Paul, government spending, gun regulation, her editorial process, media bias, conflicts with the Democratic Party, and partisan gridlock. Sure, she's tough enough to stand up to the president, but Reddit trolls? That's enough to give anyone a headache, even Rachel Maddow.
service waking up and smelling the coffee and go, oh, right, our candidate was a moron. And we have our first projection that Donald Trump will win in Kentucky. Okay, how Kentucky? Who cares? Small. It's small. Trump! But he is winning. Trump. Beginning to go down a little bit, but still holding. So that's good news. Kansas, Nebraska, Wyoming. Trump, we project, will win Texas. Anderson, this night is turning out to be a real nail-biter. That Donald Trump is leading Hillary Clinton among white women in Ohio, North Carolina, Georgia, and Virginia. Does that surprise you? Kid, you should be nervous. This is not kidding around anymore. Louisiana, Montana, Missouri, Ohio. Are you me? Coming into the day, you had your projection above 70% for Hillary Clinton. Where is it right now? But the crowd's now much more subdued here this evening. Donald Trump will carry the state of Florida. All right, we have another major projection right now. Donald Trump will carry the state of North Carolina. Oh, wow. Can, can we go back to Michigan? Because I'm not sure I saw it correctly. Was that a... Uh, Huffington Post, what happened to your... 98.4%. CNN now projects that Donald Trump will carry the state of Wisconsin. He's cracked the so-called blue wall. You pathetic losers! Winning Pennsylvania! Pennsylvania! Some big news here, Megan. Huge news. Uh, actually, the AP now projecting that Donald Trump has won the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, Pennsylvania was called for Donald Trump. It's over. Okay. CNN projects Donald Trump wins the presidency. I was happy he won. My film, Hillary's America, an expose of Hillary and the Democratic Party, played a role. But Trump made it happen. And when he won, that fact did not sit well with the left. You're awake, by the way. You're not having a terrible, terrible dream. Also, you're not dead and you haven't gone to hell. This is your life now. This is our election now. This is us. This is our country. It's real. Everybody is crying and so upset. Scared, depressed, despair. America is crying tonight. She deserves to be the first female president. And that's what makes me so sad. Sorry, I hate crying on camera, but... Get your abortions now. This sucks! People I'm speaking to think it's absolutely catastrophic. Boastful, bullying, coarse, crude. That's the way they're going to see America. So ugly Americans, ugly right? Americans, From slavery to, you know, Nazism. We are not going to be OK. Feels like the end of the world. There are demonstrations in major American cities across the country tonight over the election of Donald Trump. Again, the left turned to violence. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a doomsday plan? We're going we're gonna to go after him in every conceivable way. A Trump presidency is unthinkable and dangerous and damaging, so basically anything we do to stop that is perfectly fine, whether it's ethical or not. Crossfire. On the left, Tom Brayton. On the right, Robert Novak. In the crossfire, Washington Times columnist John Lofton and rock musician Frank Zappa. Good evening. Welcome to Crossfire. What you've got here is suggestive, and I don't find it objectionable. But when you actually listen to the words of the songs, you get a shock. Personally, I find some of them in such bad taste as to make me physically ill. And some of them I wouldn't have in the house. Now, on the other hand, 
Do we want the government to ban the sale of records with lyrics the government doesn't like? Do we want the government to say this is okay, but this one will have to go? And who should be the government censor? Whose job should it be to listen all day to dirty records and decide whether you can? Do you want censorship of records as is now being proposed in Maryland and in congressional hearings? Or do you want to make the decision on your own? Take it or leave it all by yourself. Bob? Mr. Zappa, let me see if I can get your position straight. Are you saying that there is no filth, no pornography, no obscenity that should not be permitted to be sold and distributed freely in this country in the form of music videos and rock music? I don't think that music qualifies as pornography. And especially since this whole business started with words. We're talking about words here. All, right. All the complaints were about words. All right, take the pornography out there. Is there no filth? No obscenity that you think would qualify to be suppressed. We're talking about words, and I don't believe that there is any word that needs to be suppressed. There's no scientific or uh, realistic reason why you should keep people from hearing certain words. Yeah, but let me just follow that up. There are certain words you use that that are uh, to describe an act of fornication, which are, are brutal. So. Well, uh, how, how about putting that on the radio? That's not that's not permitted to be put on the radio. Do you think it should be? Yes. You think it should be on the radio? Absolutely. And on television? Absolutely. And and, the, and in politics? I don't, well, I don't think I understand because that. it's already in politics. I think that if you use the so-called strong words, you get your point across faster, and you and you can save a lot of beating around the bush. Well, why are people afraid of words? Well, look, Mr. Zappa, we're not talking about just words. When we talk about rock videos, we're talking, we're not about, talking about rock videos. I beg videos. your pardon, but the what, whole thing is words. I beg your pardon, but what they're trying to uh, they're selling it with rock what they're videos. They're trying to restrict in Maryland is also obscene rock videos. No, they so, are not. No, they're trying words. to apply the obscenity language to videos and to records. But why do you underestimate the power of words? Words have uh, consequences. They have impact on people. Now, I agree with you that the first line of responsibility is the family to stop the kind of garbage that we're talking about here today. But good grief, can't we call on our government to help us in this fight, Frank? I mean, you have kids. Are you an anarchist? Is it the government's role to do nothing about this? No, I'm a conservative, and you may not like that, but I am. And the fact of the matter is, this bill that they're talking about in Maryland is stupid. So, what is the function of government, Frank, the civil government? Isn't it to, in part, promote general welfare and to help protect families? Do you think that you're protecting somebody by taking away seven words? It's not just words. It is words. It's about words. Words also connote ideas, Mr. Zappa. Are you for songs that portray incest as just another kind of sex and perhaps even preferable sex? Are you for that? Would you ban the mention of any incestual activities? Would you? Well, why don't we make a pact? Then why don't you better take a look at the Bible yeah. and see what's in there, what yeah. happens after Sodom and Gomorrah. The Bible does Gamora. not advocate incest. But it, it mentions condemns it, Frank. It Wake mentions up. it. Well, are we? We're talking about advocacy, Mr. Zappa. No, we're not. not we're talking about words. No, we're, we're not talking, talking about, about just content words. of the words. Oh, you don't think words connote ideas, huh? Yes, they can be assembled yeah. into sentences and get yeah. ideas Well, how about answering my question about incest? Do you support records that promote incest? as just another kind of sex, or in some instances it might even be preferable. Do you agree with that? No, I don't agree with it. I have no interest in incest, but I don't think that anybody in his right mind would uh -huh. desire to have the government step in to 
make sure that they install a censor board that well, keeps certain things from being said. Let me ask you something, Mr. Zappa. Because sometimes the dumbest thing that gets said makes the point for you. And if a person is doing a song about incest, it gives you a chance to say, maybe incest is really wrong. I didn't realize that incest was such a terrible problem in the United States that we suddenly needed government intervention to cure incest in America by uh, keeping words off of records. Well, Mr. Course, Zappa, incest I... in America didn't used to be such a terrible problem, did it, Mr. Zappa? That's come about in the last 20 years. It makes sense to Prince. That's his business because that's mainly the song that they're talking about. Don't you have okay. an opinion on it? My opinion is he's got a right to sing and he's got a right to say it. Really? And I got a right really? to not buy it. Where does that right come from, Mr. Zappa? Where does the right to advocate incest come from? That song does not advocate incest. No, there are songs that advocate incest. Tell me them. I Where? haven't heard. Yeah, we well, ought to get it. out more. And I don't. I don't think you're being candid with it. You know what those signs are. So, uh, songs are. Now you said there's a right to do this. Where yeah. does the right come from? Your group was called the Mothers of the Invention. Mothers of the Mothers invention. of Invention. You got to get out more. Yeah, and you're a very inventive guy. You make up you a lot of stuff, like what was in the mind of the founding fathers. Would you look at the camera and tell them? Which that, camera? That, any camera. <laughs> and are tell you directing them. Directing the show. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, you certainly need some direction, Mr. Zappa. Well, spank me here? Come on, what are you talking about? Well, you into that, too, huh? No, I'm not into spanking. I love it when you froth like that. Now, would you tell our viewers that what the Founding Fathers... I thought he was going to be the one frothing today. I'm glad that you're doing it. Wrong again, Frank. Wrong again. Now, would you tell us? Excellent. Thank you very much. Now, would you look in the camera and tell them with a straight face that you think the Founding Fathers had in mind the kind of garbage you sing and write when they drafted the First Amendment? Do you really believe that, Mr. Zappa? I don't think it applies. The Founding Fathers, for one thing, kept slaves. And take a look at what Benjamin mm -hmm. Franklin used to do over at the Hellfire Club. But you have repeatedly... Not exactly you have a bunch of swell guys. I, I think they had some good I things in mind. But we have a document, the letter of the law. Yeah. Let's use the letter of the law and interpret okay. it based but, but, but on the wait a minute, wait a minute, century. wait a minute. It is yeah. relevant because you have repeatedly, in opposing even ratings for rock music, you have repeatedly cited the Constitution and the First Amendment. Do you think the Founding Fathers really had the First Amendment, that they gave us the First Amendment to defend songs that glorify Satanism and incest and suicide? You really Absolutely. That? You really believe? Oh, yeah, that? I believe it. Oh, oh, you're Mr. an idiot, then. Mr. Yeah? You're Mr. an idiot. Mr. I'll tell you what, kiss my. How do you well, like take your teeth out? <laughs> take your teeth out and we'll talk. Right, to right, you. Let's, 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 yeah. let's call it. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, let's yeah. get yeah. this. Come on, let's. Yeah. One thing you did, I didn't think you'd do, is you ducked a question. I thought you'd Which one? I understand your position on the government. I understand you have an absolutist position on the First Amendment. A lot of people have an absolutist position. But I asked you a question and you ducked it. I want, I want you to tell me if you think that the lyrics saying that incest is a good thing have any artistic value or, or are in good taste, or if you if you approve, you must have some some standards of your own. I'm not talking about the government. You asked me for opinion. I don't enjoy that kind of material. I'm not here to sell records for Prince or anybody else. But you defend it uh, being sold, don't you? Yes, I yeah, do well, defend then you're it part of the sold. problem. But, but don't, you, no, don't, John, I, don't you think it would be a good thing to say to some of these people to cool it? No, it's not my it's not my job. What is your job? My job is to represent myself. What is your job? You once wrote a song called We're All In It For The Money. It's not a song. It's the name of an album. Is that you right? ought to get out more. Yeah. Yeah. How much money you made peddling this stuff, Mr. Zappa? Millions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Millions. 
dollars, Mr. Lofton. All right, look, it seems to me, Mr. Zappa, that you've got to ask these people, both of them are on you. Uh, what they would me, propose. he's accusing me of doing something that is similar to what uh, that is being argued about. My What's lyrics that? aren't in question here. Really? What, what, They're not. What would, what would you propose, Mr. Lofton, as a, uh, the means of, uh, of censorship? Well, I said I agree with Mr. Zappa that the first line of defense and responsibility is the parents. But what I do not agree with is that the parents have to stand alone, and we are not entitled to call upon our government to help us in the fight well, against now, this kind of filth. What, what is, I mean, I, I what asked you, John, what government, censor, yeah. what government censor is going to decide for you? It's not. Tom, I've heard you say repeatedly on this show that we are our government, that we're allowed to call on our government. Well, you have to things. have a man who is the censor or a woman. Well, well, the way it they work. have to decide this Tom. often can hear and this That's often right. cannot hear. Tom, it would work the way the uh, implementation of any law works. You pass a law, it has words in it, and then the uh, elected representatives of the people try their best to apply it. It's the way you do it with everything else. Will they apply it perfectly? No. But we're entitled to use the force of our civil government. Uh, to help protect our families. How could you oppose that? If, does like the government you. have any purpose, Frank? Yeah, it has what? a number of purposes. What is it? Name I'm more. not going to give you a civics lesson here, but yeah. I'll tell you one thing. We must not see eye to eye on the idea of a government that must forbid things in order to really? protect families. Really? What is families. the government's role? You've told me several times how what it should do. How about national defense? Yeah, I consider this things. national defense, pal. Our families are under attack from people like you with these lyrics. John, you don't have to buy them. Could I make a statement about national defense? Yeah. The biggest threat to America today is not communism. It's moving America toward a fascist theocracy. And everything that's happened during the Reagan administration is steering us right down that pipe. Oh, Mr. Mr. Zappa, do you? Yes, Mr. Zappa. Do you really think? I mean, all all kidding aside, in this country, with the permissiveness that we are moving toward a fascist theocracy, anything goes. Do you, do you think things like this would have ever been permitted? Smile again. When we, when we were 20, 20, when we were kids, you're about my age, maybe I'm a little 45. younger. I'm 45. Well, I'm 55. Do you think when, when I was a kid that they would permit songs like that to be sold? I mean, permissiveness is the game. I mean, well, exactly. I mean, you're not you're not really serious if, if you're saying we're going toward a fascist theocracy. <laughs> That's right, we are. Wait a minute. In what way? Give me, give me uh, one example. No, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, well, one well, example. Well, one example of a fascist theocracy. When you have a government that prefers a certain moral code mm-hmm. derived from a certain religion and that moral code turns into legislation to suit one certain religious point of view and if that code happens to be very very right-wing almost toward well, till the hun well then you are an anarchist every form of civil government is based on some kind of morality frank morality in terms of behavior not well, of in course. terms of theology well of course but look i mean i couldn't believe in your John, hearing, John, in your hearing. Okay. wait a minute gentlemen we we uh we have to take a break okay. now come and back. we'll be back with john lofton and frank zappa talking about rock music i think after these messages who has testified before Congress that he does not think that rock music, dirty lyrics and all should be censored. Or rated. John Lofton takes the other view. Mr. Lofton. Yes. uh, 
you don't have to buy this, you know. You don't have to buy these, these, this music with dirty words. Well, I guess my concern extends beyond my own family, beyond my own children. I'm concerned about the whole society, the whole country, can other can, people's can children, other people's families. But, can you control what your children are like? No, on. not completely, but I no, try. I agree, and I want to say for the third time, I agree with Frank that that is the first line of responsibility. But you can't even control what your children. No, as they get older, it's very difficult. No, but you can you can control what they listen to in the house and the rest. Well, but they're they're rare, tell me how you do They're that. rarely in the house. You hear it, so you oh, just you know, go up and shut themselves up. up in the room and you can't hear it. I hear it. I turn it. I go up and I throw the oh, record you can't away. You hear half the things I tell you. You can't hear those, those things. <laughs> All you're trying to get around is the fact that you have an individual responsibility. And I think Mr. Zapp is right. That's as far as it can go. Oh, but, you know, one of the things that interests me is, is, is the seemingly totally different worlds that you and I live in, Mr. Zapp. For example, you told this hearing last September that in America, quote, there is a tendency to hide sex, unquote. That is the most ridiculous statement I've ever heard. Sex is everywhere in America. It's on TV, radio, videos, advertising. What do you mean we hide sex in America? You do hide sex in America because if given the choice between putting uh, erotic sex mm -hmm. into a television show or putting violence, usually it is the violence that is opted How for. How about both? Putting both in? Yeah. Or you mean in combination? Oh, I mean both. I mean, the, 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 the television is full of sex right now. It's not really sex. It's, it's, it? it's full of titillation. How about advertising? Is that full of sex? It's titillation. I see. Right, Mr. Zappa, when, when somebody mentioned the, 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 the videos, you... Yeah. You said, hey, no, this is not it. Why, you, why don't you want to talk about the videos? The reason I don't want to talk about the videos is the issue came up over the lyrics and what they've done in trying to promote the issue. If, if rock videos did not exist, they wouldn't have had those flashy little bumpers to put on before each of the local news shows when they would do a, a story on well, this. Do you, do you feel differently about rock videos then, that they should be censored? No, I don't. I just think that you shouldn't even discuss them when the topic is words. But, but, I mean, we can discuss anything we want. Oh, but, sure. but, but, don't, I mean, but don't. But apropos of this, but you think anything night. goes on the rock videos, just like anything goes on, on the lyrics? Sure. Now, okay. I, I'm told that there is a rock video that it's about to come out that has a a, a school teacher undressing in front of a student. It's out already. It's one of the ones they use for bumpers. They showed it at the Senate hearing. It's called "Hot for Teacher," and the group is Van Halen. What do you think of that? I think it's amusing. Amusing that that, you think yeah, kids should yeah, see it? that sure. great that great. Well, why do you think? Because I want to tell people what's about a little bit. He thinks it's amusing mm -hmm. that you might have a grade school class that is hot for teacher in a sexual way. Why is that amusing? Why shouldn't it be amusing? Well, you're not smiling. You don't look too happy about the. Well, why why should I smile? Amusing here with you. What's uh? Well, you can fake it. Right? Well, fake I, it. I like fake him better than yeah. you. Is that what is your rough idea of what's going on? It sure does. Uh -huh. But of course, I had that before I came here. Uh -huh. What's amusing about it? That is amusing to the people who like the concept of here comes the teacher, mm. you expect the teacher to be sour, the music starts, the teacher takes off her clothes and she is wearing some kind of a bathing suit like in a beauty contest and does a dance on the desk and the kids look up and they are having a good time. Well, that's, that's a real laugh, right, Frank. Mm. Now look, I, one of the things I don't understand is someone who writes uh, why you have repeatedly denigrated words and said, well, something's just words. You know, Adolf Hitler used words very effectively. It was called the big lie and what it resulted in was six million Jews being put in ovens. Now why do you say that words aren't important and don't have consequences? I didn't say the words weren't what, what important. do you mean when you say just words? This argument basically is about the seven dirty words that the FCC complains yeah. about. 
And that's what it is. And I don't see any reason to keep people from hearing those syllables put together. Right. Those are not magic words. That's not abracadabra. You're going to turn into something. Do they have an impact? You think? Certainly they do. Oh. And it depends on how they're used and in what context. In fact, the, the big one, the one that starts with the F, has uh, maybe about 15 different ways in which it can be used in language. Mr. Sato, you, you were talking about the, the social background of the founding fathers, so you're a student of, of, yeah, of American sociology. But let, let me ask you this. Do you think this country, you get around this country a lot, I'm sure, mm -hmm. do you think that the, uh, the, 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 the lyrics of these, of these songs reflect the real spirit of this country? It reflects certain aspects of the spirit of this country. It you, th does. you think yeah. it does? You, yeah, and you see, if you don't like the um, spirit, then change the things that make the spirit happen. In other words, if you have kids that are rebellious, and you have kids who are hopeless, you have kids who go to drugs, then give them something to hope for. Like what? If what would you tell a kid he ought to hope for nowadays, Frank? What I tell kids, and I've been telling kids for quite some time, is first, register to vote, and second, as soon as you're old enough, run for something. And you really think that's going to give kids hope to tell them to go register for vote? Mr. Zappa, when you well, were... Well, I don't know whether it makes them commit suicide, but I think it gives them a little bit more hope. Mr. Zappa, the, when you were testifying in Annapolis yesterday, I yeah. think, or, or this week, yesterday. at any rate, they had some kids from New York picketing outside who were from a school for the mentally disturbed, and they said that they all, that rock music almost ruined their life, rock music really disturbed them. Didn't that give you some pause as to maybe you were making, if you, you might be an error on, on this question? Well, see, you're an error as to where those kids came from. It's not a school for the mentally disturbed. It is a place called Freedom Village run by a man named Pastor Fletcher A. Brothers, a Christian organization. He collects money for it. They have a farm in upstate New York. I've dated uh, Pastor Brothers on the radio before. I've also seen his literature. Basically, what he has done is taken the children who have come to his uh, place for rehabilitation. I don't know where he gets them, who sends them, but he carts them around the country in the Freedom Village bus and makes them go in and testify as to all the bad things that happened to them before he they came to his place, and then he connects it to rock music. You know, wait a minute. Yeah, but well, let me tell you some of the things that are included in this man's literature. He sends out this folder. It's about this thick. It has a list of different people in rock and roll, their names, their records, and their crime against humanity, so to speak. Some of the people who are included in this list are Stevie Wonder, and his crime is that he has an album that mentions astrology. In his folder, there are two or three mentions of astrology and maybe three or four mentions of Hinduism. He cites the who uh, because they had a, a Hindu prayer on one of their albums. And I question about them on the air. Let me, let me ask you about something you, you said. No, about, well, yeah, I want to talk. Now, you've talked for a little while, okay? I think your answer about where hope is supposed to lie shows the bankruptcy of what once used to be the radical message. We have millions of kids in this country, Frank, who may be suicidal, who see no meaning in life, see no hope in life, mm -hmm. and you're going to tell them that the hope is in registering to vote, Frank? Are you serious? Are you trying to dissuade them from registering to vote? Are you trying to dissuade those kids from running for office? Is that what John, you're doing? I mean, we're talking John, about kids who don't enough. know the meaning of life, Frank, and you tell them to we vote? Are out that's no time. answer. We want to thank Mr. Zappa for being our guest on Crossfire.